All right, this is it, gang. About to go live. I'm about to hit the button on Facebook Live and go live for episode 43 of the Birthday Boy podcast. This is uh, actually a little strange. Never done anything like this. Turns out I'm actually very excited and kind of nervous. All right, let me hit the button. Move this back a little bit. Okay. I'm just jumping in here because uh, during this time there was a long period of silence because I was just sitting perfectly still mugging for the uh, for the Facebook camera. And uh, now here comes the actual podcast in three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, hey, everybody. It's old Johnny Boy coming to you live from the first the first ever Facebook live edition of the Birthday Boy podcast. I don't know. I don't know if anybody can see this. I hope it's working. Hey, Kimmy, is this working? It's not? I don't see anything. Oh. Hmm. There we go. Oh. Fantastic. Indeed. Live on Facebook. A few minor snags, but now we're live. Okay, let's uh, let's get going with this podcast. The first ever live birthday boy podcast, live on Facebook, live. It's episode uh, forty three. And now, episode forty three of the birthday boy podcast. And here's the host of the global pandemic, COVID-19 self-quarantine Facebook Live edition of the Birthday Boy podcast, the Corona Boy himself, the one and the only Johnny Boy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I am dressed like a jackass recording this. And for the first time ever, live on Facebook. Facebook Live, that's the place to be right now. 6.30 p.m., uh, whatever day this is, March 27th. Birthday Boy Podcast, episode 43, for the first time ever live. I can't, I can't see this goofy costume on. It's, it's not going to be on for long. All right, let me turn, let's kill the music. That's good stuff. White Lies. Ah, uh, what's going on, everybody? Happy fr- Happy Friday, everybody! All right, I gotta take. I can't stand. It's hot enough in here. Ugh. Ugh. All right. I see. Uh, I see some super fans piling into the Facebook Live uh, room. Uh, there he is. I see. Oh, I see super fan Kimmy Hopkins. Uh, I, listen, by the way, like these Facebook things are weird. Cause like I, tr- I try to avoid a lot of these Facebook lives cause you join the, the thing, you join the video thing. And then like, sometimes I've hit it by accident. And then the person who's doing the Facebook live, Hey, there's, Hey, there's Johnny. Hey, welcome to the Facebook live. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I can't leave now. Uh, however, I'm going to, uh, yeah, 
super fan Kimmy Hopkins. Uh, there's Jody. There's Nate. Magnificent bastard. Yeah, happy Friday, buddy. So I'm recording the podcast uh, here on, on the usual uh, on the computer. And for the first time ever, uh, live on Facebook. Live. Uh, because let's, well, there's my buddy Nate Stengrevix. He's he's in there. And uh, he has, uh, as I've mentioned on the podcast a number of times, Nate is a, uh, a world-renowned singer, songwriter, performer, par excellence. And uh, last week he did, so I started the Birthday Boy podcast back in May on my birthday. And I couldn't think of a better name for the podcast, so it's called the Birthday Boy podcast. Ever since then, I thought, hey, maybe it'd be fun to do Facebook Live and, uh, you know, all that shit. But I just, I'm lazy, so I never did it. And then, uh, last week, my good buddy Nate, who you can find on Facebook as just Nate, last Saturday, he performed a number of tunes live, and I thought, hey, yeah, that's awesome. Shit, I, I should do that too. And I will, and I am, and here we are, live on Facebook, recording the podcast, I got the cans on. These are not uh, these are not the POZRs. Uh, the POZRs are for the kids. Uh, but yeah, Nate Nate did. Uh, my God, you did you did like three hours of music almost. He did took requests live on Facebook. Uh, played played a ton of tunes. He's doing it again tomorrow. He's doing it. I, I don't know. I I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to tell tales out of school there, Nate. But I I feel like you're doing this every Saturday while we're quarantined. Is this accurate? Is this an accurate statement on my part? I don't know. Uh, but in any event, you can catch him tomorrow night. Just Nate. Just Nate on Facebook. And he's live at 7 o'clock Saturday night, March uh, I don't know, whatever, 28th. Uh, tomorrow for sure, Nate says. Oh, this is fantastic. Look at this. Interactive. 7 p.m. Technology. is un- It's unbelievable. So... Uh, so yeah, so we've got, so, yeah, man. So, so Nate's on, uh, just Nate on Facebook live 7 PM tomorrow. You really need to tune in. And he takes, he takes requests on the thing, on the Facebook thing. It's unbelievable. And so I thought, well, yeah, that's a great idea. I can, you know, there's no sports or anything on, so I can entertain some folks. I can do my first ever live podcast and, uh, and everybody's, everybody's locked at home and they have no place to go anyways. So you know what the hell if, if there was ever a good time to get friends and listeners to uh, to tune into facebook uh now is that time and and uh, we're breaking records here i see three we have three people <laughs> on the podcast which is fantastic which is i think double the usual uh amount of people uh listening on, on a regular basis on itunes so this is this is unbelievable uh and nate Nate writes, I always feel like you're podcasting directly to me, but now it's real. Yeah, this is it, man. I'm talking directly to you, my friend. To you and to Kimmy and to Jody. Although, yeah, where Jody brings up a good question. Where is Cliff? Where are you, Cliffy? Oh, Cliffy boy. Uh, so, anyways, so I've got some I've got some things here. Uh, yeah, where is Cliff, by the way? I mean You've got you've got Nate doing this this great thing, being magnanimous, putting on a show every Saturday for the fans. You've got me clearly being magnanimous, offering up my time to entertain the three, all three, and uh, and anybody else who may join at some point. Hopefully, we'll get 
hopefully we'll we'll fill this place up we'll have fun but where's cliff what's cliff doing right now i have a feeling i know i have a feeling perhaps the uh perhaps the old uh perhaps the old pound pound is open for business cliffy well if you could take a break from that at any point and join us here on the podcast that would be swell uh so anyways i'm looking at i've got a bunch of things uh what do we want to do I've, I've got, uh, I, I thought maybe it would be fun to, uh, to retell the Lupupi story because I feel like it's a good story to tell, but I feel like there's visual pieces that are fun and funny to watch as well. Um, and it was the first story that I told here on the old birthday boy podcast. So I thought maybe I could tell, I could tell that, uh, I've got, I've got a follow up to last week's, uh, the cliff call, uh, grandma, grandma cliff, uncle cliff. Uh, Cliffy Baseball and Macho Man Cliffy Savage were at the wholesale club picking up a number of items for the for the lockdown for the quarantine. I have a follow up uh, that I thought <laughs> because I'm an idiot, I thought it would be fun if I just jumped, bounced around, did all the voices live on the podcast. Uh, yeah, what, what the hell? I'll, pretend I'm just Nate. I'm taking requests. What does anybody want to hear? The uh, want to do a Cliffy call? Do we want to do? Uh, La poopy, something else entirely. This is this is your show, my friends. The Birthday Boy Podcast is in your hands. Yeah, I mean, do it all. <laughs> all right, that's that's easy enough. All right, thanks, buddy. I'll do it all. Uh, let's see. First of all. I got to, uh, oh, Joe wants, okay. Jody says I have to retell the, the pot story. Okay. Uh, oh, there's Greggy. Hey buddy. Oh my gosh. Look at this. We're breaking. We are shattering records at this point. Six. Oh my God. This is unbelievable. Everybody's filing in. I feel like it's a work conference call. Uh, I hear the beeps dying down. I guess we can get started. Oh man, you know it's funny. I tell you what, I uh, this podcast started because I made a joke on Facebook. I made a comment because I was I was driving home. I was dropping the kids off at school, and I was on a conference call, and I was I was driving home, and I had the the call on my Bluetooth. Uh, you know, so I'm listening to it in the car speaker. And I, the call was just so, just mind-numbingly horrible and boring. And I thought, oh my god, this podcast sucks. <laughs> I have to change the station. And then I realized, oh, sh- I'm on a, I'm on a call. I can't change it. And that's when my friend Bridget suggested, hey, you should do a podcast. I would listen. And so here we are, almost a year later. Oh my god, there's, um, let's see. Hey, Greggy. And there's, hi, Johnny. Oh, my mother-in-law has joined. Oh man. Like I said, we we have now doubled our viewership. We went from three to six. This thing is uh, this thing is skyrocketing. Do the old <laughs> Nate's asking to do the old newsman from New Hampshire, Fritz Weatherby. You know, I have a Fritzy thing that I was I, I haven't prepared for Fritz, but I could I could certainly talk like him for a little while. Perhaps I'll do the whole podcast like Fritzy, maybe old. Uh, Arnold P. Quackers or Fauntleroy Fuckleberry or Fern Pistains will show up for a delicious supper at the old Ball and Shaft Club or perhaps the 
Wankawina Tugamit, the old hangout in Knob, New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Ah, look at this. Oh, this is exciting. So exciting. Welcome to the old Birthday Boy podcast. I, I gotta tell you, though, Fritz, he turned 80 a couple years ago. I hope that son of a bitch isn't out doing any of these. Uh, I hope he's not doing any on location. Fritz, we, we can't afford to lose you, particularly the Birthday Boy podcast who just steals your material and then turns it into filthy Fritz. I cannot personally afford to lose you, so you stay home. You stay home for six months at least, Fritzy. Do some, do your stories from your living room. Like everybody else, the news and the sports are all being done from people's garages and their back porch. So what the hell? I was up there quarantined in Knob, New Hampshire, and Fern Pistains knocked on the door, tried to come in with her disgusting COVID mouth. All of a sudden, she tripped and fell, landed mouth first right on old Fauntleroy's wang. <laughs> Suddenly, Arnold P. Quackers said, Well, Fauntleroy, looks like you've had your cock and eaten it too. There, there's some, there's some off, <laughs> some off the cuff Fritz. Oh my God. Uh, so let's see. Uh, here's a quick story. You know, I got to tell you. Speaking of quarantine, got these guys. So we've we've got these two guys. I don't know their names. I we call them uh, one guy. We call him Bork because his license plate says Bork, and the other kind, the other guy we call Growl because his license plate says Growl. And, uh, I'll tell you, uh, these, these guys, so they're roommates, Bork and Grau, they live together and Bork, uh, you know, I, I only know their names by their license plate. Cause I stopped trying to learn anybody's names anymore. Cause I, I don't care who cares. Like who am I? Every time I meet somebody, you know, it's, it's never worth it. Meeting people. Here's one of, I talk about the three pillars, never leave the house, never do anything, never help anyone, never get the benefit of the doubt. Here's another one. Never, never learn anybody's name. Don't, don't meet new people. It's not worth it. Keep the people that you have. That's enough. That's plenty. Uh, so anyways, so Bork, you know, a f about a month ago, we saw Bork outside and, you know, Bork and Growl live together. They're roommates. And Bork has, you know, he's had some gentleman callers coming over. And like a month ago, uh, as the kids and I and, and Kimmy do, we stare out the window and we saw Bork, you know, embracing, hugging uh, his his uh, his pal goodbye, his his uh, his gentleman caller. And he thought, oh, that's sweet. Oh, Bork's Bork's got a, uh, you know, he's got a friend. He's got a special friend, a special Bork friend. That's great. Except now. And and then and then another guy showed up, another big like bearded guy showed up, and they're and they're hugging and kissing too, uh, you know. As he says goodbye to one, off he goes, and then another one, and it's great. Uh, that's cute. It's adorable. They're still as of last weekend. They're still doing it. You you can't do that, Bork. You can't have you can't have your buddies coming over, Bork. It's Bork and Growl. Bork and Growl are roommates. Nobody 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 in that place except for Bork and Growl. So Bork, if you're listening, no more. You have to just you have to just do the the Cliffy method, you know, toggle the old balls, open up the pound pound if you know what I mean, and just wait for later. And then there, and there's another one. 
and I don't know her name except I just call her uh, Princess PJs because I've never seen her in anything except for pajama pants long before the uh, the COVID pandemic. And so she's out there. She's it's her and a big German Shepherd. And the same thing. There's a there's a guy coming in and a guy going out and all the live long day. And uh, hey hey asshole, it's a it's a lockdown of whatever you want to call it a quarantine. Enough enough with the people. That's all. That's all I have to say. Usually, when I'm not doing this live, I can like stop and go back and come up with something slightly more clever. But here I am. Here I am with the spotlight live. Uh, all I can tell you is, for Christ's sake, stop. If you have like boyfriends, girlfriends, stop going over. Stop having them. If you don't live together, you you idiot. You stay home. It's like sorry, you know. That's why they have. Uh, that's why they have webcams. Holy Christ. Anyways. Uh, next story, next, next on the list. Oh, so yeah, I said that I would tell the little poopy story. I think I'll, uh, I think I'll tell the little poopy story. So this is also very strange. I usually, hold on. Cause I usually, I like, I pause the recording. I take a break. I get some water, but I'm going to do it all. Uh, no breaks. Just, I'll have some water once in a while. By the way, Nate, I don't know how the hell you do this. I don't know how that, Two and a half hours, three hours, this guy, Nate, he's up, you know, in his basement playing tunes nonstop, has a couple sips of beer every once in a while, and then he just jumps right into the, the next one, the next one, the next one. I don't know how you do it, man. I'm dying. I've been on for like 15 minutes, and I've just, all I wanted, I, I want to drink this whole bottle of water and then go to bed and take a nap. I'm exhausted. So uh, give me one second here. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is if this isn't good radio this isn't this isn't good entertainment I don't know what is oh man who needs who needs the NCAA tournament when you can watch me gargle water on the old birthday boy podcast on Facebook live ah uh, that's really good I have one one uh, that's fantastic it's the Nate says it's the booze Oh, okay. Maybe that's my problem. I, I have water. And I don't have any booze. I have no booze on me at this. Uh, couldn't do it without it. Okay. It's tr tricks of the trade as Nate is providing some, some feedback here. So the booze, that's the answer. The cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Okay. I'd like to tell you the La Poopy story, if I may. In order to do that, we need to go back in time. We need to go back to uh, May of 2002. Uh, old Johnny Boy had just graduated from Binghamton University, as I'm wearing the shirt right now. Uh, and uh, with my college degree in hand, I was looking to take on the world. However, with a film degree from SUNY Binghamton, <laughs> you're qualified for a handful of things. And one of those things is working at Stewart's, which uh, anybody not familiar with uh, with the upstate New York area, the Saratoga, the Albany region, uh, Stewart's is it's a gas station and they have ice cream. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gas station with ice cream. 
<laughs> and really hideous uniforms and colors and fonts and things like that. It's really, I try to stay out of there as much as possible, which is why I thought, hey, I should, I, I don't particularly like shopping there as a customer. I know where I should work. Here's a great place to work. I'll go work at Stewart's, a place that I don't particularly like setting foot in on any day. I'll go spend 40 hours a week there. I'll go spend eight hours a day there and really get to know the the clientele and the people from the neighborhood and the other coworkers. And that was, that was a really, really good idea. I'm going to take my film degree and I'm going to put it to work at Stewart's. And, uh, so with my degree, my bachelor's degree from Binghamton university, my film degree, I, uh, I went to work, uh, for Stewart's and I showed up for the interview first, of course, as, as the order of events, typically you go to the interview first and then they give you the job. If you do well on the interview, that's, that tends to be the order of events, the sequence. Uh, so I showed up for the interview and I had, uh, I had a nice, <laughs> nice suit and tie on like <laughs> I showed up dressed to impress. I had the suit, the tie, nice shirt, new shirt, slacks, dress shoes. I'm the only asshole even remotely dressed, uh, you know, respect, respectably. Uh, and then the people I was interviewing with, of course, all had like their Stewart's hat and shirts on. So I, you know, I really felt like a jackass. Um, but, you know, I laid it on thick like I always do, got the job. And uh, after bouncing around to a number of different Stewart's throughout the, uh, throughout the greater saratoga new york area scooping up ice cream pumping gas sc getting scratch off tickets for people i mean living the dream like i couldn't i couldn't have asked for more i because i love uh i love manual labor uh i love wearing uniforms i love serving other people uh i love engaging in small talk and uh so, I'm not really a big fan of Stewart. So naturally, this is all this is all a really really solid idea. Uh, using my mind, my college brain, to come up with a really good strategy for making some money and enjoying my life. Uh, so, yeah, it was a tie that my father tied. Definitely. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, let's see, I, I've been wearing a tie for many, many years. I, 2012, 2013 was when I officially, like, actually learned to tie a tie. My wife, Kimmy, learned to tie the tie before I did. Even when we moved to Florida, I still couldn't tie my tie, so I would leave them tied, and then we would go home. We would go back to New York, and I would bring all my ties with me, and I would have my <laughs> I would have my dad. I was only 30, 31 years old. I would have my dad tie my ties. And then bring them back to Florida, and then just hope that they didn't come untied uh, between then and the next time that I saw my dad, because I couldn't think of any other way uh, to figure out how to tie a tie. And then eventually, Kimmy just uh, in about thirty seconds learned how to tie a tie on a YouTube video, and then shortly, and then she was tying my ties for me for about a year. <laughs> and then, and then after that, I said, eh, "Okay, I'll learn how to tie a tie." And now I will say. Uh, at the age of about 33, I became pretty damn good at tying a tie. So anyways, so yeah, my father tied the tie, no question about it, which helped me get the job at Stewart's. Uh, and again, what fun I had. Scooping ice cream, pumping gas, getting scratch-off cards. Uh, you know, people coming in for their, uh, their USA Gold Light 100s. 
it was it was actually there that I learned that uh, 100 is actually spelled D-U-R-D, H-U-N-D-U-R-D, according to the Stewart's customer. Oh, uh, yeah, need uh, Marblat 100s. Get them USA Gold Lat 100s. I'm like, I I don't have hundreds, but I do have one hundreds, sir. Oh man. Really. I should I honestly someday my plan is I'm gonna move back just just for this. I'm gonna like for a summer move back to New York. Uh when I when I become financially uh, you know, just just whatever. Independently wealthy. Don't need the money. I'm going to move back to New York and get a job at Stewart's just so I can have more material for the podcast. Holy shit. So yeah, uh, so I bounced around to a bunch of different, uh, a bunch of different Stewart's shops. You know, I, I was a horrible employee, just a, just a horrendous employee. Um, and, 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 and eventually I wound up at the Stewart's at my hometown Stewart's, which was great because not only in addition to uh, getting a college degree and getting out of your hometown, maybe the the next best feeling to working at Stewart's and then scooping ice cream and pumping gas and scratch off tickets and USA Gold hundreds, is uh, now seeing all the people who have also just graduated college, who are your age, who you graduated high school with, coming in to get gas and ice cream, and and bullshit all the milk and all the other bullshit that you get there, and then seeing me behind the counter. And on more than one occasion, somebody who I, from my graduating class, would be like, ah, so, uh, so did you just, like, skip college? (laughs) Which, actually, the the better answer would have been, like, yeah, I skipped college because I'm a moron. Instead, I look like a bigger moron having to say, no, I actually just completed four years of college, and now I'm qualified to scoop your ice cream and get, get your mint chocolate chip milkshake, you asshole. Yeah, so it was it was awesome. It was a great it was a great uh, nine months. But while I was while I was at Stewart's, uh, when I went back to the Burn Hills Stewart's, uh, the the new manager of Stewart's was a fella named Leo, and Leo was just defeated by everything. Life in general had defeated Leo a number of times long before he got to Stewart's, and you could tell because he just Every time you saw him, he just looked, he looked like he was ready to cry. He looked like he just, he just had had enough of everything. Like every, every small thing was just an insurmount, insurmountable uh, mountain, uh, a challenge for him to, uh, to, for him to try and take on. Like, uh, hey, Leo, uh, well, what do you, what do you, you think uh, while I, while I'm out here at the cash register, could you maybe put some of the, some of the milk stock? I think we're getting low on skim milk. Could you stock the shelf? And he would be like, and I'm putting my captain's hat on because I don't have. I wish I still had a steward's hat, but I, I. This is the only way to recreate the steward's hat is to put the captain's hat on my head. So just pretend this is a steward's hat. And I guess in a way, I guess in a way, a captain's hat is appropriate because Leo, Leo was the captain uh, of sorts. He was the captain of stewards. He was the captain of the Burn Hills, New York stewards on Route 50. And I wish I had more hair up here because he had like. Oh, he just had this like sweaty kind of his hat would be up like this, and he was just everything looked like deer in the headlights. Like, oh, I just put the milk out. It was the hardest thing ever. Oh, life is so hard. And then he'd be like, Oh, I just I just cashed somebody out, 
and they only had a 50 and I had to make change and oh, it was so hard. Everything, everything was, was really, really a, a bigger deal than it really was. It's like, dude, we're not, uh, as my good buddy, as, as my good buddy, Dave Helms, uh, who I saw here in the chat, uh, once said while working at Barnes and Noble would often be heard saying was we're not, we're not curing cancer here. People at Barnes and Noble, Dave Helms would say, uh, just, we're just selling some books. People we are not trying to cure cancer. Same with Stewart's. We're just pumping some gas, scooping some ice cream. Not trying to cure cancer, Leo. You can just, you can calm down, buddy. But Leo was just always, he was just down and out. And then it looked even worse because he would put that, uh, you know, there's like a jacket that you'd put on. Oh, it's disgusting. To think about it now. I mean, back then it was disgusting to me. And to think about it now, just one jacket that was shared by every Stewart's employee you'd have to put on because then you'd go in the cooler and you'd have to stock the milk and all the other bullshit. And you'd have to go into the freezer to get more ice cream and to get like the frozen uh, patties and all that crap for the breakfast sandwiches and all that nonsense, which I'll get to the breakfast sandwich momentarily. Uh, and it was just disgusting. Uh, but he would, he would, he would wear that jacket. He would come out of the cooler and he would just, he would just keep the jacket on like for the rest of the night. Cause he would just like walk around. I think he was just, he had given up on life so much that like even the thought of taking off a jacket that's not even his was just too insurmountable a task for poor Leo. So he's standing there with his hat and his hat, like he'd fix his hat. I can't do it with my, with my headphones on, with my cans on, but, uh, he would, he'd pull his hat down and within like, God, within like two minutes, it would be back like up here. And he would, it looked like the hat was just trying to escape Leo. The hat was trying to like jump to just leap off of Leo's head. Cause he couldn't stand being attached to this poor, this poor character. Oh, this poor human. And, and then, and, and then on top of that, like 2002, okay. We didn't have iPhones or anything, but like pretty much, <laughs> Hey, there's Shimo. Shimo and Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie. Stephanie loves the hat. Thanks, Steph. Uh, Stephanie is a longtime friend. Shimo, of course, has been mentioned just just last week on the podcast uh, as the birthday boy wished Joey Shimo a happy birthday. And Stephanie is his beautiful wife. And uh, I love every time I see her. I love to smell her hair. It's delightful. It's one of the one of the great treats of being alive is smelling Stephanie, uh, Patel's Stephanie Patel Shimo's hair. Uh, so thanks Stephanie for always letting me smell your hair, whether you like it or not. Ah, uh, fantastic. Anyways, back to the story, everybody back to the tale. <laughs> um, oh man, look at this nine viewers. This is earth shattering. This is, I think this is more than have listened to every single episode of the birthday boy podcast combined. This is amazing. Uh, thanks for joining everybody. So, so listen, so as I was saying, so Leo, he'd have the hat on and he's just, uh, everything is just, he's down and out about everything. And I pictured, I used to picture like, what is it like? Where does Leo go home to? And Leo, <laughs> Leo lived in a town called, uh, Milton, which uh, <laughs> I did have to go there, Steph. <laughs> uh, Leo lived in a town called Milton, which I didn't even know existed. It was like. It was like one or two towns over from my town. And in 22 years, I didn't even know it existed. I knew Wilton with a W because that's where the mall is. I don't know. And, uh, and I would ask, oh, hey, so Leo, where do you live? And he's like, Milton. 
This guy is like the Stewart's version of Milton from Office Space. Of course he lives in Milton. Of course he lives in a town called Milton. Ah, oh, he's a regular Milton himself, living in Milton. And I just pictured that like he would when nobody was looking, he would grab one of the one of the empty milk crates from Stewart's and just like throw it in his truck, his old beater truck, and he would just drive and I picture that he had like a like a chaise lounge made out of milk crates and like the bed was just like twenty milk crates all lined up nice and comfy and then and then the blankets were just like he would sew together all of the Stewart's refrigerator jackets and that's why he never took it off because he would just walk out of the store with the jacket on and he would take it home and he would sew it into the big jacket quilt that he would sleep on top of on the milk crates that's what i pictured leo was going home to uh, so anyways so leo uh, on top of that i mentioned the cell phones obviously the iphone <laughs> didn't exist back then uh but we all, uh, 2002, uh, let's be honest, most people had something. They had some kind of some kind of flip phone or something. So everybody, everybody had, uh, for the most part, we all had cell phones back then. Oh, not old Leo. Old Leo. And the thing about Stewart's was, uh, you know, if you were the manager of Stewart's and you had to do the paperwork, there was a little desk, a little back office. If you had to make a phone call or take a phone call, like business purposes, if you didn't have a cell phone, you had to use the pay phone. There was, in 2002, st every Stewart's had a pay phone, and that was the only way to conduct business over the phone if you had to, like, call your district manager or some, I don't know, call another store to see if they had more milk. You'd have to call on the pay phone. <laughs> so Leo, or, like, call home or something, and, like, I don't know, call your wife. So Leo would, he would take his personal calls on the pay phone. So he would have his hat and his little hair sticking down like this, and he would be on the payphone and <laughs> with with the jacket from the cooler on the payphone with the little like foot and a half cord, the wire cord thing, and uh, just talking to his what I assumed was his wife. And uh, oh, hey, Dane, hey, feller, all right, ten people, mother-in-law and father-in-law, join the party. What are the red things on my head? These are these are my cans. These are my uh, these are my headphones, so I can. So I can hear the golden pipes and make sure that everything's sounds perfect. Uh, anyway, so so Leo would be on the phone, on the payphone, being what I assumed was berated by his wife. And his wife, I can only assume, just the way that he, because he, he would say, you know, okay, yes, dear, I will, okay. Bye, and then he would, and then he would, <laughs> he would hang up the phone, and just kind of, and then he would take off the hat. And I know I'm not supposed to be touching my face during these, uh, these uncertain times, but I wash my hands. It's okay. I haven't left the house, and he would just take off, take off his hat, and just be like, oh. like everything just made him. And uh, for those of you listening only on iTunes or on iHeart Heart Radio or on Spotify, that's why you need to, you need to. Check out the Birthday Boy Podcast Facebook page so you can watch us live, so you can see my reenactment. Uh, so, so Leo would get off the phone. He was just defeated by whomever he was talking. Maybe it was his mother. I had a, who knows. I could I could see that being a more likely scenario uh, that, that Leo would go back to mother's house in Milton and still, but still sleep on his milk crates. Anyway, uh, so so anyway, so Leo. 
he would get off the phone and just kind of hang his head and he'd go back and he would stock some more milk. And then on top of that, on top of all that, he has to deal with me. And I was, I was a total, was a total piece of shit. I would, we had these little cards. We'd have our name tag and then we would put these little plastic, little plastic cards that we would hang from our name tag. And it would say like, try our delicious eggnog, take home an apple pie, you know, that kind of thing. And I wouldn't write any of that shit. I'm not going to write that. So I would write things like, you know, please buy some eggnog or Leo will beat me. <laughs> and the customers would come in and be like, huh, oh my God, that's horrible. Who's Leo? And then I would point to, I would point to Leo <laughs> and be like, oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, and, and so I would just, you know, just be a total jackass. And then on top of all of that, uh, I, I worked there uh, from May. I worked for the Stewart's company from May of 2002 until January, I believe. It, yeah, it was January of 2013. And I started, as we got closer to the holidays, I thought, oh, man, <laughs> this is a problem because I don't want to work on Thanksgiving. I don't want to work on Christmas either. That's not really my thing. And Stewart's is open on those days. I'm not really a work-on-the-holidays kind of guy. Uh, so I... I started, you know, coming up with some some excuses earlier on, uh, like in August and September, because I really wanted to sell this thing. So I was saying, "Hey, listen, uh, I've got I've got a big vacation uh, with the family. We're going to Florida for Thanksgiving for uh, for the entire weekend. Uh, so I, there's no way I can work. I'm going to be out of town. And then for Christmas, we're going to be away for two weeks in also Florida. I don't know what I said. So I so I months in advance made this known that I was not going to be working on those days. And, uh, so it got to, it got to Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, uh, which of course is a Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And that was my final shift before my trip to Florida, uh, as I make the air quotes and Leo and I, we were the only ones working. We had worked the, you know, the whole, the whole shit day, the whole day, I guess. And my shift was ending, you know, I worked the early shift and I think I was done around three or f maybe five, it was five o'clock. It was after work. It was, it was the evening rush schools out work is done. So everybody's coming in to get their pie and their milk and their butter and ice cream and all the other, you know, their, their, their Thanksgiving USA gold hundreds and their scratch off their Thanksgiving scratch off cards and their Thanksgiving gas and all the other shit that they need for Thanksgiving. And so there's Leo, Leo and I just fight, just nonstop on the registers, ringing people out, eggnog, pies, whatever, whatever bullshit. And, uh, I had nowhere to go. I, you know, I kept telling him my flight is at a certain time. I need to be out of here at exactly whatever, five 30. I don't know, five o'clock, five 30. So I kept telling Leo like, Hey man, I got to leave at this time. I got to leave. And the person who was supposed to come in, I think there were two people who were supposed to come in and relieve us. And they were both running late. And I, I'm not going to, I have to sell this thing. I've been telling for months for like three months. I've been saying I'm going to Florida and I need to be on an airplane. And all of a sudden, if Leo asks me to work another hour and I say, yeah, okay, sure. Well, yeah, I'm busted. So it's 530. And I say, Leo, I have to be out of here by 530 because the plane is at the, the flight is at eight o'clock. I need to get home so we can get to the airport. So I get my suitcase and get to the airport. So 530 rolls around and he's like, he's like, can't you just stay? I, I stayed for like an extra five minutes. And then I was like, I, I got to go. I got to go. And Leo said, ah. He's like, and the line is now 
two registers, two lines going around all of the aisles, like right to the door, out the door. At least my memory is out the door, but whatever. Uh, and Leo's saying, I, I'm, I'm like, Leo, I, I got to go. He's like, yeah, but so-and-so's not here yet. It's just going to be me and all these people. And I'm like, I, I got to sell this thing. I gotta, <laughs> if I told you I'm going to Florida, if I'm going to lie about something like that, that big, I'm going to commit to this lie. So I'm saying, so I'm like, Leo, I got to go. I'm going to miss this flight. I have a flight to Florida. I never specified which city. Just just getting on the airplane to showing up at the airport and being like, uh, one to one ticket to Florida, please. Uh, yes, one one for Florida. Do you have any Florida-bound planes? I'll take one. So I'm like, Leo, I got to go. I got to go. And I'm like, and I'm just backing away. I finished my final transaction, closed my register. And he's like, can't you just stay? And it's like, his hat is now... His hat is now up here like this. And he's like, can't you just stay just 20 more minutes, please? And I'm like, I, and I walked backwards the whole way from the register to the, to the front entrance of the door to the parking lot, backing up with my hands. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. Leo, I got a plane. I got to catch a plane. Florida, Leo, plane, Florida, can't. Must go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he's like, can't you just, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The whole way, like I'm back and now I'm outside and I'm on the little sidewalk outside the door, like looking in the window as I walk backwards still to my car. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like mouthing it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then, uh, yeah. And then I hopped in my car and then I drove home and then I got home and I realized like, I, I had actually convinced myself that I was going to Florida, and then I got home, and uh, and then I said, oh, hmm, I have absolutely nothing to do. So I, I went upstairs and played video games, and poor Leo was left by himself to finish ringing out all those customers. And then I did the same thing at Christmas, although it wasn't, uh, you know, because I took, I took two weeks to go to Florida for Christmas, so I didn't, like, bail on anybody. Uh, I didn't bail on anybody at the at the last minute, you know, on Christmas Eve or anything like that. But I did take two weeks off to go to Chris to to go to go to Florida, and uh, I just did absolutely nothing for two weeks. Enjoyed a nice long Christmas vacation while everybody else, uh, you know, as I drove past Stewart's uh, probably seventeen times a day, going to see friends and stuff like that. Uh, but I was in Florida, and uh, and then and then of course when I came back, when I returned, <laughs> when I returned from from Florida, from my Christmas, from my two-week Christmas vacation. Uh, then the thing that I did when I came back, my first day back, was I gave my two weeks notice because uh, I thought, you know what, I, I hate this company. You know, I, who do they think they are? Giving me a, a, a paycheck, a steady work, <laughs> flexibility to take my fake vacations that I'm lying about. Uh, who do they think they are? I'm not working for this garbage company anymore. This is my two weeks notice. I'm out of here. And, uh, and I had, uh, you know, and also as it was the right thing to do, I had nothing, I had nothing lined up. Uh, but of course, two months later, I would end up at Barnes and Noble, which is a, another story for another time, uh, which would be the best career move that I have ever made. Oh, ah, oh, my hat. Well, see, that's Leo. Leo's hat's jumping off. Uh, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, really, really what a, what a great career move. Uh, leaving Stewart's also a great career move, but wasn't over yet because I gave my two weeks notice to Leo. 
and then I, I worked, I finished out my final two weeks working as much as they needed me. Not even lying. I spent two weeks, not even lying about fake vacations. I just worked every day for those last two weeks, right up until the middle of January. And then of course, then came my final, my final shift at Stewart's, a night shift, a closing shift working until 11 PM. And when you're on the, uh, when you're on that late shift at Stewart's, you, one of the, one of the many tasks you know, all the fun things, cleaning the toilet and taking out garbage and, uh, and putting out, uh, you know, throwing out the disgusting hot dogs that have been sitting in the hot dog water all day. Uh, all the fun stuff, all the things that you really enjoy. Meanwhile, also trying to get people at, uh, you know, 10, 58 coming in and asking for a milkshake and a fucking banana split. Uh, anyway, on top of all of that, you also have to prepare the food for the next day. You have to prepare the breakfast sandwiches, sausage and cheese, sausage only, sausage and egg, egg and cheese, sausage, egg and cheese. And as you're preparing those uh, frozen, disgusting breakfast sandwiches, you wrap them up with the cellophane wrap, put a little sticker on, and check off you know, egg, cheese, sausage, whatever the hell is in there, you check it off. They also have blank stickers that you put on the wrapper that you can uh, you can you can write down you know, anything anything the world's your oyster uh so my very i got to the end i wrapped up all the sandwiches i had one more sausage patty all the egg and cheese was wrapped up i had made all those sausage biscuit breakfast sandwiches and uh, i got to the final sandwich and it was just one one sad little lonely sausage patty and uh and a little little biscuit I put it in there, wrapped it up, and then I got one of the blank stickers, and I thought, eh, you know what? This company's this company's been good to me. Flexibility, steady, steady work, paycheck. I'm gonna really stick it to them now. After after going out of town on a fake vacation for Thanksgiving and Christmas, I uh, I'm gonna really stick it to these guys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this final sausage sandwich together. And then I'm going to put this sticker on it, and I'm going to write La Poopy. That'll show them. Wait till, they, wait till these guys, what till the customers come in at 5 in the morning tomorrow? These GE guys with their little choo-choo train hat on, going down to, or actually coming, coming back from the night shift at GE, the overnight guys, these engineers with his little choo-choo hat on, getting his morning uh, 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. breakfast sandwich. Oh, boy, wait till these guys get a load of La Poopy. So, so I wrapped up La Poopy and I put it right in the, uh, I, I stuck it way in the back of the case because I thought, eh, well, what are the odds that they're going to eat, uh, somebody's going to come and eat every single one of these breakfast sandwiches. So I put La Poopy all the way in the back and, uh, and then that was it. I finished up my final shift, but I'm, but I'm finished, done, except uh, a week later, I had to come in to get my final paycheck because I didn't uh, I didn't have direct deposit for whatever reason, and so I would come in a week later for my final paycheck. And uh, I came in, and there's there's old Leo with his hat, his hat bouncing off his head, and the sweaty hair down here, and he's got the he's got the cooler the jacket on to go in the refrigerator. And uh, I said, "Hey, hey guys, hey Leo, uh, yeah, I'm just here to pick up my final paycheck." And he goes and he grabs the paycheck from behind the counter. <laughs> and then he comes over to me and he hands me my paycheck and I go to reach for it. And then he pulls it back and he's like, he's like, let me talk to you for a second. I'm like, what? 
what the hell? What am I in trouble? I don't work here anymore. Am I in trouble for something? So he pulls me off down one of the aisles next to the uh, the ice cream and the Orita French fries, <laughs> and he uh, he does this with his hat. He's just kind of uh, he's rubbing his head, and I'm like, wow, this this must be really bad. I'm like what the hell? <laughs> and he uh, he just looks down and shakes his head, and then he looks at me. He's like, let me ask you a question. I'm like. Okay, ask away. And he just, he looks at me and he goes, Did you write La Poopy on one of the breakfast sandwiches? <laughs> I'm like, did he just say that? I'm like, what? And he goes, you heard me. Did you write La Poopy on one of the breakfast sandwiches? Uh, and of course, me being uh, me being the straight shooting, honest fellow that I was back in those days, I said, "Ooh, la poopy! Wow, that's that's offensive, Leo. That is downright disgusting to besmirch the integrity of a fine institution like this by writing la poopy on one of the breakfast sandwiches." And uh, and and then and then on top of that, there was this really nice kid named like I don't know Kevin or Kyle or. Keith or some some K name, super sweet guy, just the nicest guy ever. So naturally, I said, "Well, you know, Kyle or Keith or Kevin or whatever his name was, uh, he was working with me that night too." Uh, I'm not saying it was him, but uh, I'm not saying it wasn't him either. And uh, and so Leo just looked at me and he's like, hmm, "Okay, all right." And then he handed me my paycheck, and I walked out of Stewart's forever. And that, and that is La Poopy. Oh my God. Ah. Uh, Dane Burdick says, "You suck, but a great move, those bastards." <laughs> yeah, I really, I really stuck it to the man. How dare they employ me? That's what, that's what you, that's what you get. Oh man. So, I've got, uh, I mean, we've got plenty of time. Really, we've got all the time in the world. I put this from 6.30 to 8, uh, whatever. We'll go on until whenever. I, I don't care. But I was thinking maybe, maybe I could do a little, uh, a little cliffy. Mmm. 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 <laughs> oh, jeez. Maybe a little, uh, little follow-up to the old Cliffy call from last week. Uh, does that sound good to anybody? And I know there's a there's a delay. If I'm not like reading your comments right away, it's because I read them when they come through. Which I think there's I think there's a slight delay in the comments. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, Greg, that's a great question. Where is Cliffy? <clears throat> I don't know where Cliffy is, but I think I know where Grandma Cliff and Cliffy Baseball, Uncle Cliff, and the Macho Man Cliffy Savage are. So let's uh, let's check in with them. Here's a <laughs> Nate says, "Do a live oatmeal taste." Mmm, delicious. Uh, that's a, <laughs> Cliff Womack. Yeah, where are you, Cliff? All right. Well, maybe we'll find out. But right now. Let's find out where Grandma Cliff and the rest of the gang. So on last week's podcast, and these these Cliffy calls are not typically episodic, but this one is 
uh, because it's you know it's different times, man. It's crazy out there, and uh, the whole Cliff, Grandma Cliff, Uncle Cliff, Cliffy Baseball, Macho Man, Cliffy Savage. They all went to the wholesale club last week to prepare to stock up for you know whatever whatever wares they needed, whatever foodstuffs they needed to uh, to to go home and self quarantine, get ready for you know to be locked down for the for the rest of the time. And as uh, you may recall, uh, the big uh, the big kerfuffle was because Cliffy was supposed to pick them all up in his his VW Bug. Uh, to transport them and all their goods home. So, so instead, uh, <laughs> Greg, yeah, the pound pound is open for business is what Greg's saying. Yeah, it's, he's choking. By the way, he is choking his chicken. And I'll tell you something, before I get into this Cliffy call, I will give credit where credit is due because Cliff, the last time that I saw Cliff in person, or one of the last times, was in 2015. We worked, Cliffy and I worked together with Jody. We all worked at Bank of America, which was another, another fine career move. In, in all honesty, one of the best places ever to work. And, uh, and Cliff, one of the last, one of the last things Cliff did before I left bank of America was he ordered 15 chickens on Amazon. Uh, and the reason was because he couldn't get, uh, he couldn't get an order of 13 chickens on Amazon. So he could only get in uh, multiples of 15. I think he wanted maybe a dozen, maybe a baker's dozen of chickens. So we got 15 chickens. And of course, I relentlessly made fun of Cliffy for for having you know fifteen chickens in his in his backyard, and uh, you know what? Who's laughing now? Everybody's running out. What what's on the shelf? You can't find chicken. You can't find eggs. Uh, guess who's got all of that stuff? Cliffy. He's got his. He's got those goddamn chickens. He's got eggs. Eggs aplenty. Uh, that's Cliff, man. That's that's Cliff. That's the legacy of Cliff. He's a guy. He thinks ahead with his mind. So, anyways. Uh, except he didn't pick up his, his relatives from the wholesale club last week when he was supposed to, and it was a whole mess, and so they had to take the city bus. So let me take a swig of water, and then... Mmm. Uh, mmm. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Uh, so so I'll do what I always do, and, and you get to see here how the sausage is made, how I do these cliffy calls. So <clears throat> so here's... Uh, we'll, we'll pick up, and this is... You know, bear with me. This is completely. This is just. This is just improv. It, it might go horribly, horribly wrong. So, go easy on me. Do the opposite of what I do to Cliff, and just go easy on me. So, uh, all right. So Cliffy. So Grandma Cliff is calling Cliff. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Hello, Cliff. Cliffy. Hello, Cliff. Cliffy, you son of a bitch. Where are you, Cliffy? We tried. I called you from the wholesale club, Cliff, last week. I called you. I called you earlier from the wholesale club. I was there with Cliffy Baseball, with your uncle Cliff, with the Macho Man, Cliffy Savage. We needed you to pick us up in your VW Bug, you son of a bitch. And where were you? We waited for hours and hours, and we had to take the city bus home like a bunch of slobs. You goddamn son of a bitch, bastard, Cliffy. How could you? Oh. Christ, Jesus, God, why did you leave us there, Cliffy? Where were you, pounding off all day, toggling your balls, sitting around in the pound-pound while your grandma and your uncles all sat there with their things, trying to get home, trying to get ready for this global pandemic? Jesus Christ, Cliffy. 
But that's okay, Cliff. I can never stay mad at you, my little baby boy, my little butter boy, Cliffy boy, baby boy. Having said that, Cliffy, I'm furious. I'm furious, I tell you, you bastard. Because, Cliff, you, as you recall, we had purchased a number of items that we needed to fit in your VW, your spacious VW beetle bug, whatever it's called, that you drive around all, all the live long day. We were waiting for you there, and you never showed up, Cliff. You remember your Uncle Cliffy? You remember Uncle Cliff bought that surfboard because he, he wanted to have a pandemic surfboard on hand in case he needed to surf out into the, out into the ocean, get away from everybody? Yeah, well, guess what, Cliff? There wasn't any room on the goddamn bus, so we had to put the bus, we had to put the surfboard on top of the bus, and I had to sit on top of the surfboard on the roof of the bus so that it, so, so we could get it home. And do you know what happened, Cliff? Well, as you could imagine, I was wearing my new eight-piece bathing suit that I bought at the Wholesale Club, and the wind was so furious driving on top of the roof of that surfboard that my eight-piece bathing suit, I had to wear it home because we didn't have a VW beetle bug, whatever it is, to put it into. So I had to wear my new eight-piece bathing suit home, and the bathing suit flew off my body, Cliff. It flew off my body, for Christ's sakes. So I'm naked. Your grandmother was naked on top of a surfboard, on top of the bus riding home, for Christ's sakes, you bastard. <clears throat> Cliffy, yes, I'm going to take the phone now, Cliff. <clears throat> yeah, hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, this is your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Yes, your grandmother had a very difficult time riding home naked on top of my surfboard on top of the city bus, Cliff. That was, that was quite the sight to behold, and uh, we really were hoping that you would have picked us up in your VW bug, Cliff. Because as you remember, not only did I purchase a new surfboard, but I also bought a 75-inch big screen television. So I could watch the 24-hour oatmeal channel, Cliff, and get some good ideas for some new recipes. And I wanted to watch it in 75-inch high-definition 4K, as one uh, would expect to do when watching oatmeal. So, Cliffy, here's what happened. I had, uh, I had to squeeze my TV onto the city bus, and then as we were standing there, I had just barely fit it on the bus, Cliffy, and then what should happen is uh, a few fine gentlemen, or so I thought, several fellows approached me and asked if, uh, if the whole family wanted to have their picture taken. And, of course, I said, well, that sounds delightful. How about a nice, uh, how about a nice picture here on the city bus? And no sooner did I hand my Kodak camera over to these, uh, it's one of those disposable cameras, Cliffy. I handed it over to the fellow to take our picture. And as soon as the bus stopped, he grabbed my 75-inch television and ran off. And before I could do anything, the bus started driving away. So guess who doesn't have a 75-inch television, Cliff? That's right, your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. So instead... Instead of watching the Oatmeal channel, I'm sitting here thinking about Oatmeal. And that's a big problem, Cliffy. However, I must say, I, uh, I don't know if there's anyone more upset about this than your Uncle Cliffy Baseball, so let me put him on the phone now. Here he is, Cliffy Baseball. Come on over. 
Uh, yeah, Cl- hey, Cliffy, Cliffy, this is your this is your Uncle Cliffy Baseball. Hey, hey, listen to me, you goddamn son of a bitch. You're supposed to be there with your with your VW, uh, your VW Beetle Bug, whatever you call it. You're supposed to pick us up so your grandmother you could get a eight piece bathing suit home in one piece, and you could you could get the surfboard and the TV tied to the roof, and you could get us all home. Well, guess what, Cliff? Uh, y- your Uncle Cliff and your grandma were the only one with uh, with products to bring home from the wholesale club because, as you remember, I had an entire, I had a whole pallet of delicious, cheesy Elio's pizza ready to bring home and put into the oven to last me for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mmm, Elio's pizza that's cheesy and delicious, Cliffy. Oh, not only that, Cliff, but I also had an entire case, two cases to be exact, of delicious Hellman's mayonnaise. And I had the I had the mayonnaise and the cheese pizza ready to bring home and have all kinds of snacks and lunches set aside for weeks and weeks for the global pandemic, for the lockdown, Cliffy. Because, you know, it's I certainly don't have a baseball broadcasting job to go to. Even if there was a baseball season, I wouldn't have it. Because you remember, you got me fired from the broadcast booth, you goddamn son of a bitch. You remember that, remember that Cliffy? I'm so angry, I can't even talk, Cliffy. I can't even talk, I'm so mad. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, Cliffy... Here's what happened. As your grandmother mentioned, we waited outside for the city bus for so long that I had to leave my Elio's pizza and my Hellman's mayonnaise on the sidewalk out in the sun, the blazing sun. It took two hours before we finally got the bus. Well, guess what happened when I got home? All that delicious, cheesy Elio's pizza, it had spoiled and melted all over the place, and then my Hellman's mayonnaise went bad from sitting out in the goddamn sun all day. You goddamn, you butterboy son of a bitch. If you had picked us up in the, in the VW Bug Cliffy, you could have gotten us home. I could have had my goddamn Elio's pizza, my, my helmet's mayonnaise, and now I don't have a goddamn thing to eat, you goddamn son of a bitch, you son of a bitch, Cliff, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you, kill you, kill you, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the phone, yeah, Cliffy, it's your uncle, macho man, yeah, Cliffy Savage, yeah, aha, uh-huh. You probably remember I bought all those hats and all those feathers and all those capes that I was going to bring home to have all my favorite outfits during the global pandemic. Ah, freak out, freak out. Here's what happened, though. I was sitting on the city bus because someone forgot to bring their car to pick up their family members. Yeah, from the wholesale club. Yeah. And what happened is the window was open and my hats with feathers in them and my bandanas and my sunglasses with all the neon colors and my jackets. Yeah, they flew out the window, brother. Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm going to tell you right now, Cliffy, I'm not feeling too good about you, Cliff. I'm going to come over there and I'm going to drop the elbow on your face, Cliffy, the next time I see you. Aha, yeah. And that's all I have to say, Cliff. You're a dead man, Cliff. You're deader than I am, brother. Oh, yeah, dig it. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, I'd like to take the phone, please. This is... uh, Yes, hello, Cliffy. Cliff, hello, this is Dr. Duxtable. This is Cliff Duxtable, and I am a doctor, Cliffy. Because, you see, even though I wasn't at the wholesale club with the rest of the family, I was going to have your uncle get me some drink mixers to bring to me so that I could hold open casting calls for the Cosby Mysteries. (laughs) But instead, they couldn't have enough, they didn't have enough room on the city bus 
to bring the mixers, so I had to cancel the audition for the Cosby Mysteries, and now there's not going to be any auditions until next June. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do if I can't have the auditions with the drinks and the mixers and the jello and the ladies, Cliffy. Oh, hey, hey, hey. All right, that's enough. That's enough, Dr. Duxtable. Shut up with your, your Cosby mysteries. Who, who the hell even heard of the Cosby? When It's been 37 years. When was the last time the Cosby mysteries was on, you son of a bitch? 1987. The only mystery now is how the hell... How the hell you're gonna get Cliffy's gonna get the the Womack family to the family function since since Cliffy's not there to pick us up, you son of a bitch. He's probably he's probably home quarantining his balls all weekend. I'm sure, Cliffy. Oh Christ, I'm so upset. Cliffy, call your grandmother back. We're so angry right now, you son of a bitch, you bastard, you butter boy, son of a bitch, bastard. Okay, Cliffy, I love you. I love you, my little baby boy, my little buddy, butter boy, cliffy boy, baby boy, butter boy. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Mm. All right. Holy shit. <sighs> Those cliffs. Oh, man. Oh, Shimo. I had the great pleasure of seeing Dr. Cosby at the Colgate graduation. Holy shit. My, you lucky son of a bitch. That's awesome. <laughs> Doctor. Dr. Cosby. I think he made, and he made all those poor bastards on his, uh, on the Cosby show. They, they all had to call him Dr. Dr. C. Dr. C is a great man. He just loves the kids and education. And I love the ladies, too. And the jazz music. Then Charlie Rose. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So on that note, uh, I thought, uh, I got to tell you, I told him I was going to do this against my better judgment. Let me see. Let me see if I can make these podcast dreams come true. You better answer, you son of a bitch. Hopefully you guys can hear this. This will be a, a podcast first if we can get this. You answer me. The world is watching, Cliffy. You bastard. You I can't believe it. Oh, Cliffy. A man of many letdowns. Cliffy. Cliffy, this is your uncle Cliff. You know what? It Cliffy! Cliffy! It's your Scottish Uncle Cliff, you bastard, you butter boy, son of a bitch! I've been waiting to get you on the podcast the whole time, you you prick! You daft prick, Cliffy. I don't care about home inspection. I want you to call me back so you can get all the goddamn podcasts like we talked about, you prick. 
You son of a bitch, Cliffy. I came all the way from Scotland to quarantine with you and I don't see you nowhere, Cliff. You better call me back, Butterboy. This is your big moment. Call me back. It's your Scottish Uncle Cliff. Cliffy. Hey, Cliff. Cliffy, this is your cousin Cliff. Hey, Cliff, you need to call me back now. I need those magazines, Cliffy. Cliffy, we're... Oh, oh Christ. I'm going crazy in this quarantine. Uh, my parents took away the internet again, Cliff. You gotta, you gotta give me those magazines, Cliff. You gotta give me those magazines. Cliff. <laughs> Curse me kilts, Cliffy. You prick. Why don't you call back your family for once? Get your hands out your pants. Stop toggling your balls and call your family back, Cliff. You cunt. Cliff, you call me back, goddammit. The whole... There's 90,000 people on this uh, on this podcast live. Sorry, nine people. There's nine people waiting to hear your golden pipes. They didn't come here for me, Cliffy. This podcast is... There would be no podcast without Cliffy. You call me back. I tell you what, I need a home inspection. There, now will you call me back? Call me back, you son of a bitch. You goddamn butterboy son of a bitch. All right. Well, uh, not the first nor the last major letdown from Cliffy Womack. I can't... On that voicemail, he said Womack? What the fuck? Hey, pronounce your name much, Cliff? It's, I'm pretty sure it's Womack, because that's what I've been saying for the last six or seven years that I've known you. So, uh, paging, paging Mr. Womack, Mr. Cliffy Womack, call the Birthday Boy podcast. Call the number that just called you, goddammit. We're waiting. I have questions. Look at this. I came up with a list of questions. A list of questions. Cliff, what's your favorite memory of me? I, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm gonna give one, one more try. One more, one more quick little. I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got so many questions. I've got ten, ten questions that I painstakingly crafted for Cliff. I can't believe you. I can't believe you. A Womack style T-shirt. Oh man. Cliff Womack. He currently on an inspection. It's one thing to ignore the call, but to lie. He's not on a. He's not on a home inspection. Oh, I, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Uh, yes, hello, Cliff. This is, uh, this is your doctor calling. Uh, 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 if you could call me back at this exact number as soon as possible, like within the next uh, 30 to 90 seconds, uh, I really need to talk to you about something uh, very important, Cliff. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's important that you call me, you call me back you soonest, as soon as possible. This is your doctor, Cliff. Yeah, this is, uh, this is your doctor. I don't have a name. You, you know my name. I'm the doctor. Just call your doctor back, Cliff. Okay. Take care. Call me now. God, I mean, please. Oh, oh, what's this? Cliffy. Sorry, Johnny boy. Finishing up dinner with the family. What? I mean, you could have dinner tomorrow night with the family. And you could call the birthday boy podcast right now. Oh, you better call back. Oh, Cliff, make our dreams come true. 
All we want for Cliffmas is you. Or is that Clipmas? Oh, man. Jody. <laughs> Jody. I'm sorry. I, I know there's comments, and I'm missing a bunch of comments. I know. I, I guess I could scroll, but eh, I'm too lazy. I'm terrified that if I touch the screen, I'm going to end this thing with my with my fat fingers. Uh, can you model a Womack style t-shirt? Yeah. That's that's the next thing. That's what needs to happen. The merch. There's no merch. Got to get merch. I know Jody's Jody's been on my case forever. I, I'm losing out on literally thousands of dollars on her alone. Uh, Jody, <laughs> he sounds 12. Yeah, it didn't even... I mean, I haven't talked to Cliff in like four years on the phone, and I haven't seen him in person in almost five years. But, uh, but yeah, he that didn't even sound... I thought it was somebody else. I thought maybe he changed his number. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, hello. This is uh, Jackson Family. Home inspections. I'm out with another. I'm out with a client right. <laughs> I'm out with a client right now, and I can't take your call, but I'll call you back as soon as possible. <laughs> Let's do a family call then. Stick stick a butter. Uh, read off the questions. Greg wants me to read. I am gonna read the questions, and maybe, you know, maybe Cliffy. Let's just keep our fingers crossed, gang. Let's just keep hope alive. Uh, I had so I had a list of questions. I prepared. I had carefully prepared these questions. I put a lot of thought into uh, into my time with Cliffy. Um, Dane says he is terrified of you. Well, I don't know why. I mean, I've done nothing. I, I've been nothing but uh, but cordial to Cliff in all the years that I've known him, whether it was trying to get him fired from Bank of America when he first started working there because I thought he was after all our jobs, uh, whether, um, you know, it was all the times that I would, that I would arrange, uh, the, the little, uh, squeeze, uh, you know, footballs and things that he, the Bank of America logo balls that he had on his desk and I would arrange them. So it would look like, uh, you know, penis and balls, you know, whether it's basing this entire podcast on him and making up characters about it. I've been nothing but nice. I've been nothing but giving and generous to Cliffy. And so I don't, I don't, I don't know. We'll all, ant Greg, Greg Houston, stepping up to the plate. I like where your head's at, Greggy. Uh, let's do this. Okay. So here we go. We're, there's a, there's a new game here, which is I'm going to ask the questions that would have been asked to Cliff and, uh, and the gang, the gang here in the uh, in the podcast on the Facebook live chat thing, uh, they'll answer the questions. And then, yeah, this is I like this game. Uh, simple questions, just ten simple questions. Uh, first one, Cliff, what is your favorite memory of working with me? We worked together from 2013 till about 2015, uh, two and a half years maybe, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. What's your favorite memory of working with me, Cliff? Oh, that's true. Yeah, Jody's right. I also, uh, my cube was next to Cliffy's, and I would I would stick my camera over the cube wall, and I would take pictures of Cliff, and then I would text them to him and tell him to get back to work. Of course, the irony being the amount of time that I'm wasting taking pictures of Cliff and then sending it to him and then crafting these texts. Uh, it's delicious. It was... <laughs> Kim Kimmy Hopkins says it was nice meeting you. There, you know what? There's there's another classic. I don't know if I've told that on the podcast. I feel like I have. I probably have. My last day. 
this this Cliff Womack, or Womack, my mind is blown. Womack. I even I even called him Womack for two years. I called him Cliff Womack to his face. You'd think he'd correct me. He didn't even correct me. Be like, oh, actually, it's Womack, and then that's it. Then I call him Womack. I've called him Womack for as long as he's been alive. Oh Christ! Favorite memory. Uh, oh, oh yeah, as Kimmy said, <laughs> yeah, it was nice meeting you. So my last day, August of 2015, I had my last day at Bank of America. I loved working there. It's, oh my God, so many fun times. Um, uh, yeah, and and my last day, uh, you know, it's a it's a you know it's very sad. There was a lot of sadness, a lot of big hugs and goodbyes and all this stuff. We went out for drinks a bunch of different times. And who's the last person, the very last person to walk me out to my car on my last day was Cliffy Womack. I, I, there's no way, I can't say Womack. Cliff Womack. Cliffy. There's Cliffy walking me out to my car on the last day. And it was nice, because you know what, Cliff and I actually, we went on a lot of walks through the cemetery for some reason. Because uh, that's all that's in Charlotte is just a bunch of cemeteries. So we walked through these big sprawling cemeteries. We had these nice little walks. Talk about nonsense. <clears throat> Just a couple of fellas having a nice walk uh, amongst the corpses, and uh, and I thought, you know, we've really we've really bonded over this time. Uh, you know, see what uh, you know. Walk out to the car, have a nice goodbye with Cliffy. You know, it'll really be a, a nice a nice way to end my time here at the bank. And so we're leaving, and I'm like, oh man, it was great working with you, Cliff. It was this was so good. Uh, you know, I think you're a great guy. It was nice. Blah 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 blah. And I'm going on and on and. And we shake hands, you know, back in the day when people shook hands. It was idiotic then, it's idiotic now. Hopefully after this whole thing, the handshake will be abolished forever. Anyways, uh, so we shake hands and I say goodbye to Cliff. And then, and then he just shakes my hand and he goes, It was nice to have met you. Yeah, it was nice, nice meeting you. Pleasure to have met you. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? What did I just like? What did I just take out a loan from you, and now we're leaving? Like, hey, asshole! We've known each other for like three years almost now. It, pleasure, it was a pleasure to have made your acquaintance. I'm like, what? That's it? And then on top of that, uh, because eh, I had my car, uh, I had a, I had Florida tags for the three years that I lived in North Carolina because I, I kept, you know, I was just saying, oh, it's this is temporary. I'm, I'm a temporary resident of North Carolina. So I had Florida tags the whole time, and then uh, and then moved up to New Hampshire and got the New Hampshire tags. But uh, the the actual last thing that Cliffy said to me, which was you know completely out of character, because Cliff is just a mild mannered guy. And then all of a sudden, as uh, as we're pulling out of the parking lot, I got in the left lane, he got in the right lane to go his way, and he rolls he rolls down the window and he screams at the top of his lug. He's like. He's like, get some, update your fucking license plate, you asshole. And then he speeds off. And I'm like, who is that guy? Where's he been? Where the hell has that guy been all this time? Oh my God. Cliffy boy. So, so yeah. So that was the, that was the last time I saw Cliff in person. Because every time we try to, every time we go down to North Carolina, I try to meet up with this bastard and uh, we try to get together and he's got, he's got some, yeah, dinner with the family. Dinner with the f 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, sorry, I'm having dinner with the family. I'm like 1 a.m. on a Saturday. Ah, I can't, I can't be pulled away from this. I'm having dinner with the family right now. Uh, yeah, he's always out of that Hilton Head Island holiday spectacular. Oh my God. Yeah. So, 
Uh, Greggy, lunch with you and Mankowski on the Village Terrace. Oh, my God. Mankowski. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Mankowski, who was the, uh, he was the, uh, the inspiration for AJ Mancuso, which stands for Alpha Jock Mancuso, who was one of the characters in an episode of Beach Coast, an episode of Bank Life, as Nate is, uh, mentioning Beach Coast Bank. Uh, oh my God, there's so many episodes. But, uh, AJ Mancuso is, uh, he's the manager of the rival bank in, uh, in an episode of Bank Life where they have a whole day of, of like bank, bank games and they have different like sports challenges and things all day long. And, uh, and then the, the final, the final scene, uh, of, of that, that particular episode of Bank Life, which is the, the sitcom, the sitcom that I wrote or kind of wrote, not really, uh, go back to episode nine of the birthday boy podcast to get some, to get some bank life material. Uh, cause yeah, AJ Mancuso, who was based off of, um, yeah, who's based off of Mankowski, Mankowski, who was, um, yeah, kind of a, <laughs> kind of an asshole, <laughs> kind of a giant asshole. <laughs> Yeah, and Beach Coast, let's not confuse Be- there's a there's a bank in Florida called Seacoast Bank. No relation whatsoever to Beach Coast Bank. Thank you. Thank you Nate. Um Beach Coast and Seacoast totally totally different. Um but yeah, so AJ AJ Mancuso is the manager of the rival bank and Lenny is the he's the president of of Beach Coast Bank and and AJ he's just yeah, he's an alpha jock and he's like you know he's winning of all these all these games, and they and they win. The, the 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 rival bank wins all these all these sports games. It's supposed to be good natured, friendly competition, and uh, and and AJ wins wins the final challenge, and Lenny uh, Lenny Sampson, who's the who's the president of Beach Coast, is just feeling down and out. And then on top of that, to to rub it in, AJ Mancuso uh, tells tells his his guy to uh, to go along. He's going to throw him the football. Or excuse me, AJ goes long, and one of his employees, uh, they just won the the football challenge, and just to rub it in, he's going to go long and catch a football pass. Of course, AJ runs out into a busy intersection and catches the pass, and just as he's catching the pass, and he spikes the ball in the middle of a busy intersection, and all of a sudden, there's a there's a truck from Lil Elbert's uh, Love Bank, which is a you know it's a it's a sperm bank, and there's a truck filled with samples uh, that that comes screeching through the through the intersection, slams on its brakes. Jackknives flips over. All the samples come out and they spill all over AJ Mancuso, and so now he's he's covered in uh, you know sample, and uh, and and so at the end Lenny Lenny and his uh, his guy I forgot the name of the character, but they they really it's a moral victory for Lenny as he sees AJ standing in the middle of a busy intersection covered in semen, and uh, and so so Lenny and uh, I don't know whoever they they. They do a high five with their crotches, and then uh, and then the credits roll, and it's really it's really happy. It's a happy moment, um, and actually, uh, let me let's see. Yeah, there's a high a crotch high five from Lenny as AJ Mancuso standing in the middle of the street, covered in in sample, covered in sperm, semen sample, whatever. Credits roll, and it's a happy ending for Lenny. <laughs> um, but but not just that. Um, as a tribute, I did say semen. Yeah, <clears throat> AJ Mancuso is covered in semen because there was a there was a sperm bank truck, 
uh, that crashed in the middle of the intersection after he caught caught the football pass to celebrate their victory over Beach Coast in the uh, in the in the bank games, the sports games. Now as the credits roll, a la Ferris Bueller, AJ is slowly walking back to his office through the lobby into the elevator. He's dripping. And, uh, and it's just the slow walk of shame, much like Principal Rooney had when he had to get on the bus at the end of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets back up to gets back up to his office, and there's his uh, his admin is waiting there with just a small a small Clorox wipe that she hands him, and he crumples it up into a ball and throws it back at her, or maybe I don't know. She gives him a mint. He throws it and it bounces off her head. And uh, yeah, and so he has to hit the elevator buttons. It's it's pretty disgusting. It'll never make it onto any kind of television. But in my mind, that's that's a great ending to a great episode of of Bank Life. Oh man, holy shit! You're married to my little girl, you prick. <laughs> that's my mother-in-law. <laughs> oh man, that's true. Something wrong with that girl. Let me tell you. Oh man, yeah. Oh man, Cliff. I mean, is dinner like how long does dinner go? It's eight o'clock. Is there really like one one more time? Just one more. I gotta give it one more try. Come on, Cliff. Come on, Cliffy. 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 He's not. Two rings. It's not looking good. This is a tremendous disappointment. Tremendous amount of disappointment. You're not! You just told me you're eating dinner, you lying sack of shit! You call me back, you son of a bitch, so I can I can give you a good dressing down. <sighs> Alright. <laughs> that was my father-in-law. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been really funny if that was my mother-in-law calling me a prick. Either way, uh... Not wrong. That's not a. That's not an inaccurate statement to make. Oh my god. So, yeah, I'm 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 looking at my uh, I'm I'm looking at my stuff here. That's that's all the topics I had. <laughs> she, oh yeah, not as embarrassing as when the principal got caught trying to get a 17 year old. Yeah, yeah, Principal Rooney in real life had some uh, some questionable activities. Not uh, not great with the uh, trying to get a 17-year-old boy to pose nude. Yeah. Is that what it was? God. Oh, Principal Rooney. I have two water sources. Uh. All right, what else? I'm, I, I have, I've gotten to the end of all of my topics at exactly, almost exactly 8 o'clock. Are there any topics? Does anybody have a topic? Does anybody have anything? Otherwise, we'll adjourn for the night. I think, I think, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think this might be a, this might, I, I'm not committing. Just Nate is, uh, by the way, as I said before, uh, tune into Just Nate tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Just Nate on Facebook Live, hear him playing some tunes. It's going to be, it's really, really good. It's seriously really, really good. Taking requests, all this stuff. On top of that, Just Nate, uh, he, 
no, Shimo, this is this is very much not a family friendly podcast. Oh my god. Um. Anyways, uh, so just Nate, so Nate Nate Stengrevix, uh, just Nate was um. Today, he was talking about how he's he's going to do another. Li- he did the live thing last Saturday. He's going to do another one tomorrow, and he went through. This guy went through like two and a half hours, watched the video of the requests that were made that he couldn't fulfill. People asking for songs to be played that he couldn't that he that he couldn't play, and and so he he posted a thing today saying that he spent the week like he's gone back and he's he's learning the song a bunch of songs that people asked for that he didn't wasn't able to play last week. Like talk about a good guy. I don't. I, that's like. If somebody, if I, if that was me and I'm playing songs on a Saturday night and there's a bunch of shit people are asking me for that I don't know, my answer would be, and that's why I'm doing this podcast and Nate is up on stage playing the guitar because I would not be cut out for that because I would be so angry if people were asked, if they were asking me to play songs A that I didn't like or B that I didn't know how to play, I'd be like, I'll go, you know, fuck off. I, I, I'm playing my songs right now. Get out of here. But uh, not Nate, man. Talk about magnanimous. Talk about, I mean, this guy's, he's, He's learning these songs. He's going back. He's going to play. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, man. Oh, my God. Nate, what a guy. So, yeah, go watch Just Nate tomorrow at 7 o'clock. I'm telling you. And, and that's the other thing. He's going to be doing it every week. Uh, I'm not committing to any such thing. I would, yeah, Jody, uh, Kristen wants to know, oh, Jody, did you figure out, are you are you doing, like, some kind of live thing with Kristen? And, like, is is who else is on there? Jody had like she was gonna do like a Zoom uh, video thing for people for some of the people who don't have Facebook so they could listen to the podcast. If so, hello Kristen, I miss you terribly. It's been way too long. Uh, am I on every Friday? I am not committing to jack shit, but uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what we can do. It's fu- it's been fun. This has been fun. So yeah, I could I could see myself coming back every Friday. At least during this quarantine session, however long that is going to be, which is going to be a very long time, by the way. Um, yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see the old old Corona boy showing up every week. Which, as Shimo mentioned last week, I'm, I better be careful. Uh, yeah, karma, karma is going to come back to me <laughs> to the old Corona boy, and then I'll be, and then I'll really be sad that I that I ever that I ever did that. Oh man. Oh, let's see. Cheers theme Womack style. Yeah, that would be a good... (laughs) Jody. So next Friday, perfect. I'll tell you what. I'll come back next Friday, and that son of a bitch, Cliff, is going to answer my call. I'm going to... I will find out. I will find out. Well, that motherfucker is not eating dinner because it's obviously he's he's like a Frenchman. He's been eating dinner for the last four hours. Can't can't answer the phone. Uh, Hello, this is uh, Midhome and... Out on a home inspection. How dare you? How dare you, sir? You are not inspecting any. You're you're inspecting your dinner plate. That's what you're doing, or so you say. There's. I think there's an inspection at this point. Dinner's over. There's an inspection of a different kind uh, happening. The old the old pound pound. Yeah, I was gonna ask Cliffy if he. Uh, you know, and that's the other thing. There was a, the rumors were running rampant back in the day that he was in fact named after Cliff, uh, Doctor Heathcliff Huxtable, and that's that's where the name Cliff came from. Um, which until Cliff 
himself can confirm or deny, I'm going to just keep putting that out there. Uh, so I'll tell you what, Cliff, uh, unless you want people to think that you're named after a Bill Cosby character, you get your ass, you get your ass on this podcast next week, pal. Pal of mine with your home inspections. You're not inspecting any homes. You quarantine pound pound son of a bitch. I'll get you, Cliffy. I'm going to I'm going to get you on this podcast. It's the last goddamn thing I do. I'm telling you right now. Oh man. Love you too. I don't is that uh, is that Karen or is that Dane? Either way, I love you both. My in-laws. That's they're, they're the best. All right. I think that's I think that's enough. Is it enough? I think it's enough. I've had enough. It's way too hot in here. I need some water. Could eat some ice cream. Stocked up on ice cream. I'll tell you, I posted on Facebook a few weeks ago uh, saying, you know, I had a picture of four things of ice cream. And there was ice cream was plentiful. Everybody was getting toilet paper like an idiot. I went back to the ice cream sandwich and filled up the grocery cart. And uh, and then, of course, you know, that was, whatever, three weeks ago. And, and now we're out of ice cream. So I, I went on a, a big shopping trip last night because, I you know, you try to get everything for like a month. And then somehow, you still a week later, need to go back out and get stuff. And, uh, yeah, the, I, the ice cream section, there were like, Jesus Christ, there was nothing. It was gone. So, anyways, oh, it is Karen. <laughs> well, thanks. I love you, too. Um, yeah, Greggy. Cliff. Cliff from Cheers, yeah. Uh, yeah, keeps us... Um, well, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so we never never fear. We replenish the ice cream. Got a big jug of Utz cheese balls. Shimo, I know you'll be happy with that. Got a big thing of uh, jelly beans from Costco. Kirkland jelly beans, jelly bellies. Uh, and then, you know, fruit and meat and chicken and all that shit. You know, who cares? But I've got jelly beans and... Uh, Jelly beans and cheese balls and ice cream, so pretty well set. All right, Nate, I think that's a pretty good idea. Let's. Uh, well, you know what? I don't even know where that song is. I'd play the. I'd play the Cheers, Womack song if I can find it. It might be too hard to find. Well, it's not hard to find. It, it might just take a while because I don't remember where. I don't remember what episode that was. Hmm. Hmm. It was. It was last summer. Uh, let's see. Yeah. No, no. Beach. No, I don't know. Sorry, buddy. I don't have it queued up well enough, Nate, to uh, to put on the... Uh, <laughs> to put on the... Oh, wait. The pilot episode of Cliffy. Okay, wait a minute. I found it. Me. This is really professional. This is good stuff. All right. Uh... Oh man, Nate's losing cell service. No worries. We're I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna play the theme song for Cliffy's Place, and then uh, I think that'll be it. Whoa. Let's see. Hopefully this comes comes over on the thing. There we go. When Cliff is your name and your slacks agree. It really means a lot. Wearing your pants just below your nipples. You sure are looking hot. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Bring those magazines, make haste. When Cliff is everyone's first name. 
Can we play exciting games? Thanks, Shimo. Trivial P. Bible The excitement is insane. You want to go where Cliff is everyone's first name? Elbow drops and crusty socks. Your slacks are always gray. You want to go where Cliff is everyone's first name? Oh, yeah, Cliffy, dig it. When your baby boy, your butter boy, won't give you a call. Because he's hanging around down at the pound pound, toggling his balls. Cliffy, you make us all insane. What a day for a ball game. One Cliff is everyone's first name. Toggling balls, balls becomes, becomes your, your game. game. Cliff and Grandma Cliff, the, the entire, entire Womack, Womack gang. gang. You want to go where Cliff is everyone's first name. You want to go where oatmeal flows. And my voice just stays the same. You, you want to go, go where, where Cliff, Cliff is everyone's first name. name. Yeah, dig it. There it is. Cliffy's place. Classic sitcom. All right, that's it, gang. Uh, no promises, but I will. I would like to say it's a safe bet. I'm not going anywhere next Friday, so we'll do it again next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for whatever, all that stuff. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Heart, I Google Podcasts, uh, all that stuff. That's where you can find it. Uh, that's it. Positivity is for idiots, but, uh, you know, kindness kindness matters all right gang until next time stay safe stay healthy stay inside follow the three pillars don't go anywhere don't help anyone don't do anything all right until next time later gators oh no 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 uh, okay this is johnny boy interrupting that that sound you just heard of me saying oh no 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 uh, that's because literally the second that I turned off Facebook Live and said goodbye to the podcast, who calls me back? Yeah, that's right. Cliffy boy. Let's listen. Hey. Hey, Johnny boy. Holy shit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I just, hold on. I just, oh my God. This is a, this is a podcast exclusive. Hopefully people can come back. Oh my God. I just, I just clicked off the podcast as you were calling me. You, you son of a bitch. Oh my God. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me, you got a sec? Yeah. All right. Hold on. Oh my God. I can't believe you son of a bitch. All right. Well, oh, that's, I can't believe it. Hold on. It's, it's, it's logging back into Facebook live. Hopefully I can get some people to come back on. Hang on. I'll just break away from my family. What's that? I just got separated from dinner. Oh, oh. <clears throat> They're making a, ra <laughs> a mad attempt to try to find toilet paper. Oh, my God. God damn you. <laughs> you son of a... You, you How you doing? I'm good, man. <laughs> Are you still um, at your old role? Oh, God. Have you switched jobs since you've been in Boston? I've, I've switched jobs many times. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think maybe I saw that once. But are yeah. you happy with where you are? 
Yeah, so far, so good. Hey, there's Jody's back on. Uh, I wish you had called like 20 seconds earlier. <laughs> Goddamn asshole. Uh, yeah, Jody. Yeah, now he's on. Yeah. So she can just hear? Uh, no, I started the Facebook Live back up. So. Let's she can see. see too. She can see me. Yes, but I'm sharing this. I'm sharing this exciting information with the. Uh, with uh, what, what word would I want to say? With great sadness, I missed the uh, the live posting. Yeah, well, I'm I'm opening back up, pal. Good. I'm gonna see if uh, you know, and if not, I mean, listen, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call. I'm I'm gonna do this every goddamn week. <laughs> this time, Fridays. Yeah, Fridays, and you're gonna be on. You're gonna be on this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'd be happy to pick up next time, Mabel. <laughs> oh man. Are you guys staying healthy and safe? Jody says she can see you too. Put your pants on. <laughs> How'd she know? <laughs> we we all know, Cliff. <laughs> we all know, you son of a bitch. God damn! I all right. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of this time because who knows, who knows who knows when the hell you'll be you'll be uh, eating dinner next week. <laughs> I have coronavirus next week and be on a ventilator. <laughs> I fucking hope so because at least I'll know I can get a hold of you. <laughs> and, and by the way, that's that's no excuse. If you're on a ventilator next week at this time, I still you still pick up that goddamn phone, you son of a bitch. Jesus. Uh, hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully, I can, hopefully the word is out. Oh, Jody's back in. My mother-in-law is back on the Facebook Live. Nice. I I encourage everyone. I hope. Oh, God damn it. So does that mean they can hear our conversation? I'm not sure how. Oh yes, out. absolutely, absolutely. I'm. So, I, Jody can hear me right now. Jody can hear you right now. You're on speakerphone. You're on speakerphone, pal. I'm not even sure how that's possible. I'm telling you, I swear to Christ, I used to say that you traveled through time from the 1940s and with co comments like that, well, I, this is unbelievable. This is a wonder of modern technology. They can, I can talk into the box and other people can hear me. Instantaneously live on a social media platform. <laughs> oh, man. God damn it. Well, anyways, they're slowly, I'm starting to get... We, I shut off the podcast. I think I was down to about a whopping uh, audience of about six or seven when I shut down the podcast. But now we've got we've got three back in the room. So I'm not uh, I'm not letting you. Uh, I have I've prepared questions. Oh yeah, right. Uh, you know what? Never mind. Nobody can hear you. It's just the two of us. It's a very private conversation, Cliff. And I, <laughs> you have my word on that. Uh, sure. Yeah. No uh, problem. So listen, oh, hey, four, hey, people are joining back in. Everybody, get into the room here. We've got Cliffy. We have Cliff. Bonus I'm footage. Be such a, a disappointment to everybody. Well, I mean, it's it's not really possible to be more of a disappointment than you've already been tonight, so I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Because I called you three times, left a message, and left a, left an entire audience completely uh, completely dissatisfied because I, I told them I told them they were going to get Cliff. Oh no! <laughs> so listen, 
yeah. I've got questions, and I, I want some answers. Straight talk. Um, <laughs> straight talk. Straight. By the way, first of all. What are we calling this segment? Straight talk with Cliff. Okay. You know, we're, I don't know. Listen, Womack? Is your name Womack? You say, I didn't pronounce it that way. I called, I called your voicemail, and it says, hey, this is Cliff Womack, Minhome Inspection. I'm like, I've never... Womack. Huh? Womack. Isn't that what I said? Womack? Well, how do you think it said? Womack? I say Womack. Oh, you're welcome to say that. Well, I... I've always say that, said it Womack. Oh, yeah, but, that's... You know, with Southern Draw, sometimes it, gets, it turns into Womack. Goddamn Womack. that goddamn southern drawl drives me nuts. <laughs> Listen, I'm here to tell you officially your last name is pronounced Womack. So Womack. You can cut the shit. <laughs> do you want me do you want me to, to, to leave your voicemail greeting so people know how to actually say your name? No. <laughs> I don't have a really have a personal phone. I use a flip phone for my personal phone. This is actually my work phone. Okay. By the way, you have, do you have more of a southern accent? I don't remember you having this southern accent. Uh, you've just uh, you've just kind of acclimated to the north, I think. Oh my god! Like you sound, yeah. And Jody is in the chat saying that you're you are saying it wrong. So you've got Jody and myself confirming that you are you are incorrect in how you're pronouncing your name. Okay, got I, it. I just want to let also you know. This, also, the same way that my grandfather pronounced it. Yeah, well, I've got news for your grandfather. Hey, by the way, so on that note, how uh, have you listened to any of the podcasts? Yes, but not any of the recent ones. Okay. I need to get on it. So you've heard some of these Cliffy calls. Yes. How close am I to any of your family members? Like when I do these imitations, I mean, even, even anybody. Is there anyone in your family that you're like, wow, he nailed it? Uh, well, I don't think I've heard all the characters, but do you have, uh, yeah, I don't know, I would say that I haven't heard any that are that, uh, that really ring true for any family members. Really? The I, cause Walmart I, group, the Walmart group is sort of like a, um, uh, well, it's not a very big family, first off, but it's also, um, they're not, uh, they're definitely not confrontational and they're definitely like more like around um just not discussing discussing topics that might be sensitive so based off of my limited sampling i would say it's a a little different take on communication so i i base i nailed it basically is what you're saying this is your caricature but hey your characters are great well thanks buddy well i i like to think that uh I'd like to think that if if nobody else and yeah they're all they're all just you know outrageous but I would like to think that uh, there's got to be somebody who's like I picture that if anybody of all these characters that I do all these Walmart characters that Uncle Cliff Cliffy I, I there's got to be somebody in there who's like sounds like that and he wears like a turtleneck with a blazer and he eats a lot of oatmeal no uh, well yeah 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 I can see there. I think listening, the listening part of it might take out, but there are some, there are a few that could meet that. Uh, well, very, uh, yeah. So I mean, they're pretty high, highly educated bunch, but yeah, they're definitely, okay. they're definitely a decent uh, white bread bunch. 
Okay. So, like, you're sitting around at the Holiday Spectacular on Hilton Head Island. The whole family's there. Bibleopoly, Trivial Pursuit, Psalms Edition, any uh, anything like that? Uh, well, I don't like the game, but the, the extended family on my wife's side really likes Scrabble. Scrabble. I don't like Scrabble because I can't spell very well. Why? That yeah. I believe. Yeah, kind you of a, should. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, uh, what I'm thinking is you should probably give me your, all of your uncles and your grandmother, you should give me their phone numbers so I can call and just, you know, maybe, maybe shadow them for a bit, pick up on some of their, some of their characteristics, some of their traits. I think that would hamper your artistic expression. I think, I think that, uh, I think they'd like to hear from me, quite frankly. I think your family would love like what? It, uh, maybe I could try out my grandma Cliff on your actual grandmother and see how she likes it. <laughs> They're all—they've all passed away, unfortunately. All your grandparents are dead. Uh, well, let me triple check real quick. Uh, what? Yep. Triple check. Well, I do you not know. A, <laughs> I, I I my parents were divorced, so there's sort of like an additional definition, and I was just making sure I hadn't. Yeah, they—they've all. Passed away, like, last oh. four years. Oh. I mean, they well, all die in the last four years, but they, the last one died, like, five, four years ago. This is, <laughs> it's impossible to follow this uh, this narrative, Cliff, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen. So, all right, so, obviously, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue with the, uh, you know... I, f- I like to think that you find comfort in me bringing life to the Grandma Cliff character. I do. Yeah, that's. I knew I was right about that. I knew that whether whether you resented it or not, that you still found a great deal of joy in hearing your fake family members come to life every week. I do. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so here here's a. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, uh, okay. I did have a few questions. You have time for a question or two? Yeah. All right. Your favorite memory of working with me? Go. <laughs> oh man, there's a lot. Uh, hmm. You can't think of a single goddamn one, can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, there's the broad. One of the broad brushstrokes was just the absolute joy that you and Jody brought to an otherwise quite difficult dreary business uh environment that's but, true uh, that's true the specifics were when i came in one day and you had like hastily photoshopped like uh my face on the the randy savage character that's... the wrestler uh, the inspiration Whoa. for the macho man cliffy savage oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliffy. and uh and that one day where we were doing some weird thing with Christina and there they she had that like dumbbell that was like a uh it's it's a it's called shake weight cliffy it was a shake weight <laughs> yeah there's a shake weight I remember getting handed that <laughs> and I like moved it a few times and you lost it like you broke any semblance of character or personal, <laughs> professional resolve that you might have had at the moment. You just <laughs> genuinely found that funny. 
I did. There's, I don't even remember why we even had those in there to begin with, but who, those were two memories. There was never any reason for anything at that place. Just shake weights flying all over the place. And seeing you pumping that shake weight back and forth near your mouth was maybe one of the highlights of my entire <laughs> Not in your career. Mouth. When you had those two shake weights going back and forth right up by your face, that was maybe the, the, the best thing that I had ever seen in my entire life. That's why I lost. That's why I lost my mind. Uh, and then, of course, you can forget our classic goodbye. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, uh, I detailed our goodbye earlier on the podcast. So yeah, that, that part was fun. It was nice to have met you. Yeah. Yeah. You son I of a gave bitch. You shit about your out of play Florida place. Yeah. <laughs> place. Yeah. You you didn't. Do you sell Florida place? No. 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 Oh, okay. No. 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 I've had I've had New Hampshire plates since since right after we moved up here, but you oh. didn't you didn't just give me shit about my plates you you like squealed your tires, and you scre- and you screamed you screamed I've never even heard you raise your voice beyond what it is right now and you screamed hey asshole get some new fucking plates and then you peeled out. You know what's funny is I'm also like the worst when it comes to license plate compliance stuff. I always have. I feel like there's like four months of the year where I'm not expired on some vehicle. I believe that. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So let me nice. let me tell you. I'm going to tell you uh, some of my favorite memories of working with you. Uh-huh. Which was um, the first one was when at first I tried to get you fired because <laughs> was that at the beginning? That was at the very beginning. Oh, was that also like sort of real? <laughs> It was very real. I was really trying to get you fired because I thought you were like this new guy and you were so quiet and kept to yourself. I thought, what's he plotting over there? And we all, we all did, by the way, we all were like, what's this cliff? What's his, what's his deal? What's he up to? He's, he's like, he's a mole. He's trying to like find out our secrets and he's going to rat us out and he's going to get us canned. So, so I went to Annalisa who was our manager and was like, you know, this cliff, I'm not too sure about this guy. I don't think he has the uh, the right attitude for this team, and uh, yeah, I really boy. I not only did I throw you under the bus, but then I got in the bus. I drove the bus over you, and then put it in reverse and backed over you a few few thousand times. And then, of course, I actually got to know you. I was like, oh, whoops, he's not trying to do any of those things. So that was, and then uh, another 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 highlight I think of our time together, Cliffy was. Uh, you know, quite often I would I would get bored and I would I would either ping you on the little communicator thing, or I would just get up and walk over to your desk and just I would just exclaim to you, uh, you know I would I would make a proclamation and and just inform you that I was um, uh, I was quite horny. Oh gosh, I and, don't remember uh, that. Yeah, no, I did that quite a bit. I am sure you. I'm sure you've blocked that out. That was a pretty regular occurrence. Uh, and then, of course, as Jody mentioned earlier on the podcast, um, <laughs> I uh, uh, I would take pic. I would I would our cubes yeah. were next to each other. I would take a picture of you, and then uh, I would text it to you because I would spy on. I would say, "Hey, that doesn't look like work that you're doing on that computer." And then uh, I would text it over to you. And uh, yeah, those are some of my favorites. And then, of course, I would yeah. I would sit there at my desk and I would talk to you like the Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Hey Cliffy, uh, yeah, what's going on? And uh, and and most of your response to anything that I would say to you was, uh, "Please stop, please, 
please stop. That was more more often than not. That was your that was your answer to any question that I had for you. I wanted to also clear up a rumor. Um, I stated as fact on the podcast, true or false, you are in fact named after the character Dr. Cliff Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Uh, I am not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well. I am named after a... I actually don't know. I've been told his last name, but I—he's a friend of my father's, and he was a clarinet player. Because oh. uh, my dad was in a orchestra um, oh. for a while. For oh. he played in the orchestra for a while. I think some. Uh, I think some new characters are taking form here. I think Cliffy Clarinet might need to uh, might need to give you a call one of these days. <laughs> and he is. Yeah, he's kind of my dad's age, so. Um, hmm mid 60s and i think he still lives in like cincinnati but i don't know I've never okay met. so your dad's like hey i uh one of my one of my acquaintances that i've played the clarinet with once or twice i'm gonna name my son after him i think they were very good friends okay and then, i don't know if this was intentional but um my grandfather who's a cool dude um his initials was uh k klw so okay. I had his initials as well, but oh. not, I don't have the same first name. So middle name oh. and last name. Because same. because in my in all of my uh, Cliffy calls, of course, uh, what's known is the you know, it's pretty well known that all of the family members are their first name is Cliff. Because when you marry a Cliff, you don't just take the last name; you take the first name, and the that's what Womacks do is they name. They name their uh, they name their kids Cliff. They you know, and the name is passed down. So I'm going to just go ahead with uh, I'm going to put this down as fact that you are a uh, named after Dr. Cliff Huxtable and, and possibly a clarinet player. Uh, oh, Jody. J- so Joe, uh, Jody's uh, I don't I don't know boy is a boyfriend Jody. Well, who's Joe? Is he? I guess boyfriend. Boyfriend. I think boyfriend. So Jody has a boyfriend whose name is Joe, and I'm just saying boyfriend. I don't know what you call things these days, but um, yeah, Joe came up with an idea. The name should be Cliffy Rusty Trombone. It should be the character's name that I call you. So Cliffy Clarinet will now, you know, could be morphed into Cliffy Rusty Trombone. I did play, I did attempt to play the trombone in middle school. Of course you did. terrible at music, so... <laughs> attempt would be the appropriate word. Oh man, I yeah, I can I can picture that. I can I can picture you. Uh, oh, we do. Jody said that she and Joe they do it, and by do it, do you know what I mean by that, Cliff? I mean intercourse, sexual intercourse. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that. so that's that's the relationship that Jody has with Joe. I just want to, yeah. So, okay, so that's so we've cleared we've clarified that. Um, so he's he's come up with Cliffy Rusty Trombone, and you in fact used to play the Rusty Trombone according to your very own words just a few moments ago. So yeah, and and the trombone was a rental, and it, it had some it had some oxi- oxidation on it. It had some it had some it had some so, rust. So, <laughs> so it was an actual Rusty Trombone. That's fabulous. <laughs> oh, that is so great, man. That is so good. Oh Christ. Okay. Um, my only uh, okay. Listen, uh, got you on the podcast. 
plug your business because well, I mean it's not going to impact anybody. It's not going to happen. But I figure I can at least pretend that I'm uh, you know offering oh, yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, doing like the whole Joe Rogan ending. I like that. Um, I don't listen to him. Why do you assume that I listen to him? You son of a bitch. <laughs> Who the fuck? Who do you think I am? Who do you think you are? Holy shit! You know what? Forget it. Forget it. I, I don't. I don't need fucking plugging anything anymore. Plug you with a rusty trombone, butter boy. All right, uh, go go for it, man. Do do your. Uh, do I I work for well, I run Mint Home Inspection, which is a home inspection company, um, and we do work in. Um, the greater Charlotte area and North and South Carolina. And, mm. um, yeah, got, um, two inspectors there now, myself and another person. And we're nice. busy bees. So what you're saying is your company called mint home inspection is in fact a home inspection company. You know, it's, it's crazy, but that is, that's, yeah, I try to keep it kind of simple. That's that way. yeah, that helps. I'm sure that helps with the marketing and all that kind of thing. Oh, you know, man. one thing that's crazy from having started this company compared to our days together yeah, was I essentially attend, well, appointments, but they're pretty loosely structured, but meetings are about once a, like every six months. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I have a meeting like every six months with somebody. As opposed and to six meetings an hour at the uh, in the old bank world. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's a big difference. Well, shit, man. All right. That's fantastic. Wow. I can't believe I got the real Cliffy Womack or, how do you say it, Womack? Yeah, there. Yeah, you go. That's crazy. I, I don't believe that for a second. I've never even heard you. I swear to Christ, you've never even said that yourself. When I worked with you, you said, A, you didn't have a southern accent. B, you said Womack. And C, I'm, do you, you had your pants... Hiked up to like right around just below your nipples. <laughs> well, one out of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, so is that still the case when you uh, when you're inspecting those homes? You just you hike them up and say, "All right, time to get to work, boys." Yeah, it's my PPE. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's not bad. That's not a bad premise. <laughs> Using your slacks as PPE. Wrapping them around your mouth. <laughs> oh man, well shit. Uh, all right, Cliffy. Listen, I've had enough of you. <laughs> no, this was great, man. I I wish you had called thirty goddamn seconds earlier, right when I was hitting finish on the on the on the Facebook thing, so that the other uh, the other four people who are watching this could have heard you. <laughs> but that's okay. I've recorded it all. On the microphone, it's going to be on the audio version. I'm still on Facebook Live. Jody's in there. It's all good, man. Well, I can't wait to hear it on the next time. I, I hope that you listen, and uh, I, I'm i going to call you next week. Do it. And God damn it, you're going to answer. Yeah, do you like to, do you normally do it around the same time every week, or does it just depend? Yeah, well, this was this was the first one, my man. So uh, yeah, oh, it's gotcha. it's gonna be uh, yeah around around the same time next week. Good. So. Well, I can anticipate it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm giving you advanced a week's notice so you can schedule your dinner accordingly. Got it. <laughs> well, I hope that uh, 
you have a lovely weekend. Oh, thanks, with buddy. Social, with your social distancing. Uh, there's nothing better, by the way. This is like yeah. uh, this is like not everybody's like, oh, it's so different. My kids, they miss uh, this and that. I miss my. This is like all I've ever wanted in life is to not leave the house. Anyway. <laughs> Well, thanks, buddy. Listen, man, I really do appreciate it. It was, yeah. and I can say from the bottom of my heart, it's a pleasure to have met you. <laughs> Same here, John. Thank you. All right, Cliffy boy. I'll talk to you next week, man. All right. All right, right buddy. Later, dude. The son of a bitch literally was calling this phone as I was, I had just hit finish. And then the Facebook thing gives you an option to say, are you sure? Cancel. So you can you hit finish. I'm done with the live thing. And then you can hit cancel to, to not shut it off. And as I reach for that cancel button, it disappeared. And then and then there's Cliff. And I don't know if there's a more Cliff thing that I could think of than Cliff ignoring hours worth of phone calls only to call me back as I'm ending the podcast. But we still got him. We still got that butter boy, son of a bitch. And I'm going to get him again next week. And you heard him. He's committing to next week. So we're going to have Cliffy right here in the podcast. And you can ask your own questions of Cliff. You know, maybe you're curious about his sex life. You could ask that kind of stuff. You could ask those questions. Right here on the old birthday boy podcast. All right. That was a little, boy, that was like a bonus half hour of Cliffy. And, you know, instead of, like, we always end the podcast with a fake Cliffy call. Well, we had that earlier, and now we ended the podcast with a real Cliffy call. Wow, episode 43 really had it all, didn't it? Okay. Yeah, Jody, we are doing this again. You got that right. Goddamn right. All right, that's it. I'm done. I've already said my goodbyes. We'll see you next week with more of the Birthday Boy Podcast, episode 44. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Later, Gators.